Welcome to our Clothed with the Sun daily podcast, our reading and meditation on the gospel of the day. I am James Thomas. Today is Wednesday, January the 10th, 2024. It is the first Wednesday of Ordinary Time, and our gospel reading today is from St. Mark. On leaving the synagogue, Jesus entered the house of Simon and Andrew with James and John. Simon's mother-in-law lay sick with a fever. They immediately told him about her. He approached, grasped her hand, and helped her up. Then the fever left her, and she waited on them. When it was evening after sunset, they brought to him all who were ill or possessed by demons. The whole town was gathered at the door. He cured many who were sick with various diseases, and he drove out many demons, not permitting them to speak because they knew him. Rising very early before dawn, he left and went off to a deserted place where he prayed. Simon and those who were with him pursued him, and on finding him said, Everyone is looking for you. He told them, Let us go on to the nearby villages, that I may preach there also. For this purpose I have, have I come. So he went into their synagogues, preaching and driving out demons throughout the whole of Galilee. I... Uh, so much to say. My head is spinning after reading this reading because this should be, this passage should be the mission statement for every parish. In fact, every Catholic institution. I mean, I've been, I've worked in different places where we have all these mission statements and all these committees and it's like, well, we favor this thing and we follow this concept and no, 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 we're not, that's... <laughs> None of that <laughs> is uh, is what we're supposed to focus on. We're supposed to focus on Jesus, the relationship with him. And then what does he do? He drives out demons. I've been told, oh, you're so bizarre talking about the devil. It's Jesus's job. And therefore, it's the church's job. Drive out demons. This is what Jesus does. In addition to that, he preaches the word. In addition to that, he heals the sick. There's another thing, though, that he does, and that is he prays. We, we, I mean, oh, it's so frustrating to me that so many people look at that as, oh, well, isn't it nice Jesus got a little free time? Wasn't that nice? Jesus went out to the desert. Oh, yeah, the people were bugging him. So he goes out to the desert to get a little me time, a little time to himself. It's so much more than that. His mission is to pray. I've said this in other sermons. It's his mission par excellence. The demons are expelled because of prayer. The people are healed because of prayer. The preaching is preached because of prayer. It comes from the Holy Spirit. Jesus is in union in his humanity, in his divinity. He's in union with the Father and the Spirit by nature. But in his humanity, he has to do the act of praying. He actively, consciously goes and prays, and he spends lots of time in prayer, and he loves to pray, and he's doing whatever he can to get that time in prayer. And when he gets that time in prayer, that's when, um, that's when our salvation is happening because it's drawing our humanity into the heart of the Father. So Jesus came to earth to pray. The crucifixion is a prayer. It's an act of offering, an act of sacrifice to the Father. Jesus is all about prayer. And so, this is what's going on. Now, another thing, too, is evangelization. We live in the time called the new evangelization. Some people make fun of that expression because they see everything falling apart, and they say, ah, what a sham. 
But no, <laughs> the new evangelization is just getting started. We're, we're still seeing the results of the old stuff, the, the, the stuff that fell apart. You know, whatever, we could go into all the different reasons. It really has more than anything to do with the fact that society went crazy this past century. And a lot of that was predicted by Our Lady of Fatima. It was predicted by Pope Leo XIII. The devil would have free reign. Yes, everything fell apart. So the church has gone through some changes. Some of them were not good. Some of them were still wrestling through. And, you know, Pope Benedict was trying to... um Bring us back in, connect us to the past so that we would know the course for the future. In other words, a continuity. This is what Pope Benedict was all about. We've thrown out the baby with the bathwater. Let's reconnect with the past so that as we face these new issues in society, as we face a new world, we will be better informed to face our challenges going forward. Um, there are those who felt that we needed to fall in step with the world and throw everything out. And do completely different things, completely new things, and that doesn't work. But the main thing about the new evangelization is that Pope John Paul showed us how to do it. He went everywhere. He went all around the world. And he re-evangelized. Just like St. Paul, he went to every country. He went everywhere, every continent. And he evangelized. And he prayed with people and he prayed over people. And we saw the work of the Holy Spirit and we saw people... Young and old, getting excited about their faith, getting fired up, coming to the faith, coming to Jesus, being baptized, receiving communion, uh, just all the numbers of people in ministry in, in so many good ways, you know, we see, and, and it's not necessarily about the numbers. The numbers aren't always there, but it's the quality. We see new lay movements. We see new religious communities. We see a better quality of ministries such as pro-life ministry. Uh, new forms of education. The homeschooling movement is all over the place, and that's a great example. We were talking about Mother Seton the other day. It's a great example of how we need to be educated, informed by the old so that we'll know how to deal with the new. As our education system has fallen apart in so many ways, uh, we look to the past and say, well, what did they do before? Okay, they started as homeschoolers. Okay, now we're in this like new phase of homeschooling where there's these hybrid academies popping up all over the place. So yes, the Lord is doing new things. It's a new evangelization. And as Pope John Paul talked about in his writings about the new evangelization, we have to receive first before we can give. I'm thinking of Pope John Paul's writings. I'm thinking of a letter that Pope Benedict wrote to educators. It talks about your own relationship with Christ must come first. We must be in prayer. We must be doing spiritual reading. We must be educating ourselves. That time that Jesus spent in the desert, that comes first. That's so important. If we don't have anything to give, then it's all just mindless work. It's empty of spiritual content. So that's not where we want to be. So we want to be moving forward as men and women that are filled with the Spirit and discerning each one of us. What are the charisms God has given me? Who am I in the Lord and where am I going with this? So it begins with our prayer life, but then from there, we want to claim everything for Christ. And so, yes, we have to talk about demons because you know what? When there's no Jesus, the, the, the vacant places get filled in with evil. But that's nothing to be afraid of. It's nothing to be freaked out by. 
The other day I was at the celebration of the Epiphany where we blessed the Epiphany water and Epiphany salt and Epiphany chalk. And yes, this is so important that we take those things. It doesn't have to be Epiphany stuff, although they say that's the most powerful blessed stuff. But to take that salt, spread it around. I say, I claim my house for Jesus Christ. I'm always planting miraculous medals and St. Benedict medals in the ground. And when I go into a classroom, I put them under the desks and I sprinkle the room with blessed salt and I sprinkle everything with, with holy water, exercised water and all these other things, marking your homes with the chalk of the epiphany. I claim this house for Jesus Christ today. This is the year 2024. So we mark it 20 plus C plus M plus B plus 24, marking it for the three wise men, Casper, Melchior, and Balthazar because they are very powerful saints, believe it or not. I know we hardly ever hear about them, but they drive out the devil. They're very well known for that. Their intercession, of course, as well as St. Benedict, which is why we put his medals everywhere. So it's very important that we're doing these things and claiming everything for Christ. And yes, when we do that, the demons flee. I was just being told about Gregorian chant. If you have issues in your home, play Gregorian chant in the background. Just play it. And the demons hate it and they don't stick around. The demons hate scapulars and rosaries. Put them everywhere. The demons hate the crucifixion. Get Jesus crucified. Put them everywhere. Right? So we're driving out demons. This is the new evangelization. This is how we reclaim the world for Jesus Christ. We drive out the devil. And don't be afraid to pray with people who need healing, both emotional, spiritual, physical, so if you see somebody on crutches with a broken arm, broken leg, ask them if they'd like some prayer. Pray with them. Pray over them. Of course, I never recommend praying over unless a person is in the state of grace. Always be careful who you let pray over you, and don't pray over other people unless you've been to confession. Because if you're in sin, then yeah, you're just creating more problems there. And the devil, you know, he, he knows what drives him out, and he knows what doesn't, and he has a field day when uh, something is a joke. So this is why uh, no matter what religion it is, when they experience the demonic, they come to Catholics. And I'm not saying Catholics are all in the state of grace you know, by any means, but we have the tools. We have the tools such as sacramental confession with absolution, such as all these sacramentals that we have, images of Our Lady and Jesus crucified and different saints, especially saints known for driving out the devil. Padre Pio, get him everywhere. Put him everywhere. I have his face all over the place. They say the devil doesn't like that facce brut. <laughs> we say that kiddingly. The facce brut is Italian for ugly face. I don't think Padre Pio is ugly. I love the man. Um, I mean, honestly, he's like a spiritual father to me as well as some of the other saints. Um, but we just, <laughs> for some reason, when you put that face somewhere, the devil flees. The devil hates that face. So put him everywhere. And he's probably laughing as I say this right now. Um, we, we need his intercession. In this area, we pray to St. John Newman. You know, he is our, our local bishop that became a saint who is so powerful against the forces of evil. And there's so many miracles through his intercession. So we need uh, images of him all over the place, praying to him, rem remembering him. Uh, anyway, this is exciting. You know, a lot of people read these kind of gospel passages where they're very basic, very general, and they think, well, we'll, we'll preach about something else today. Or, you know, this is just, uh, this is boring. This is the same stuff we always hear. The reality is this is what you and I are called to, this reading that we heard today. 
This is what we do. Notice Jesus heals the mother-in-law so she can get up and make dinner. That's part of the experience too, having a good meal. I know the Bible says the kingdom of heaven is not about eating and drinking, but it's nice when that happens too. Anyway, let's be committed today to this new evangelization. Let's commit every day for the rest of our lives to the new evangelization and know what our mission statement is. It's to pray It's to latch on to Jesus, latch on to the Father through Jesus in the power of the Holy Spirit and bring that power with us everywhere we go so that God may reign, not just in heaven, but in this world, and that we may bring about the coming of his kingdom. Have a great day. God bless you.